You're listening to the Eat Scripture Podcast with Eric and Gina Robinson. I'm so excited about our podcast today because we're doing Psalm 124. 124. Yep. And it has really been a great study for me. Mm-hmm. So I hope it will for all of you too. Right. Um, I wanted to read a quote that I read this week from Eugene Peterson about yeah. the Psalms. That's... And uh, just talk about that for just a second. He said, good poetry survives not when it's pretty or beautiful or nice, but when it's true, accurate, and honest. The Psalms are great poetry and have lasted not because they appeal to our fantasies and our wishes, but because they're confirmed in the intensities of honest and hazardous living. Mm -hmm. And I just love that because that's one of the things this study in the Psalms has really brought home to me again mm-hmm. how raw and real they are. These and they are there. beautiful yeah. and pretty. Yeah, even in their rawness. Right. Yeah. Or maybe especially, I should say, in their mm-hmm. rawness. But yeah. Because you don't read them for just flowery, feel-good stuff. Right. That's not what the Psalms <laughs> are no. doing. And if you think that they are, you haven't read enough of them. Now, there's a few of them that sound very, very nice and pleasant and they make you feel good. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, even the good ones have parts in them that kind of slap you in the face. Right. Tell you, it's when you yeah. dig deeper that you see the beauty of the literature. Mm-hmm. But the words themselves and what they're expressing. Yes. Are so honest and yes. real. True to life. Man. And they speak to all people in all times yes and, and these so feelings that we have of just being being railroaded by the world mm-hmm. and being stomped on and and feeling wondering like where we god can't take is one more thing yeah. yeah i can't yeah exactly and i can't stand it any longer i surely will die if i have one more thing to put up with and oh my goodness i mean it's just so real mm-hmm. so very much our feelings that yes. are being expressed and even the and even the discouragement of Man, I don't even know if you're there, God, right now. I mean, right. where are you? But that's a real I mean, feeling. It's real. And it's okay so that real. we feel that way. The psalmist felt that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just have to press in. Yeah. So that we trust and trust that he is there even mm-hmm. when we don't feel it. Yeah. And so, anyway, this psalm uh, really, I think, will embody some of that. Mm-hmm. Because it's talking about some very hard things mm-hmm. that are happening. Yeah. And yet God being right there in the midst of it, even when it doesn't feel like it. Right. Yes. And how he's rescued. Yeah. And very much a praise people. song because he has rescued. Mm-hmm. But boy, I mean, feeling the threats a mm-hmm. bunch and then just but knowing that he's going to yes. be there for me. And it's another song of ascent. Yeah. So, um, now, let me say, too, that quote that you read just then, um, we should probably go ahead and recommend that book to our, oh, yes, to absolutely. our listeners. Um, Eugene Peterson wrote a book that is specifically about the Psalms of Ascent, which is where we are right now. We've said this a couple of times, Psalm 120 through 134. These are the Psalms of Ascent. And Eugene Peterson's first book, actually, that he wrote is called A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. And it is all about the Psalms of Sin and yes. how they really I love speak that to title, us today. I number too. one, but the yeah. book is awesome. Yeah. I won't give it away, but he 
says very clearly in his conclusion to the book in his you know last part very last part of the book why he uh, where where the name of the book came from where along will be okay. it's in the same direction i haven't gotten there yet so and i don't yes, know either. i don't want to ruin it for you because it's <laughs> it's quite wonderful but uh, i will yeah. i will leave that to you and to those who are listening out there you could certainly do worse than to pick that up um, yes. and so and these enjoy. songs of ascent um have they're just a blessing to mm-hmm. me i just can't help it Think about people all through the ages mm-hmm. singing these psalms mm-hmm. and um, being encouraged. Mm-hmm. But I think part of what is so exciting to me is that no matter what was going on in the times that they were going to the temple and mm-hmm. going to Jerusalem, because um, it spans generations and all mm-hmm. these time, you know, hundreds of years um, that they're always recounting what God has done for them as a people mm-hmm. and yeah. that there's something very important about doing that in community. Mm-hmm. And I think we would do well to pick up on that. Yeah. That when we're together as a community mm-hmm. uh, sharing our lives and sharing what God has done mm-hmm. and how he has carried us through mm-hmm. uh, even. And that's part of what the Bible is for us. Yeah. Because this is our picture of God carrying his people through even mm-hmm. to today to us. Mm-hmm. And so yes. when we're studying and reading the Bible, that's what we're doing. Yeah. And we're recounting these great acts of history that God has done to bring his people through. Mm-hmm. And yes, of course it all culminates in the cross. Yeah, absolutely. And so the gospel is this yes. is, is telling our story. So I just love the songs of ascent because I think they're a, a microcosm of that very thing Uh, absolutely that's what i see too i think they're a microcosm of what we experience in the gospel and what jesus experienced and what we experience Mm -hmm. but yes i agree and uh so just following him along that path um and getting to feel what the psalmists felt so long before even jesus but boy, you can see, you know, frankly, I can see I'm reading through Second Corinthians right now with a group and I can see this psalm being written by Paul. Because, yes. I mean, in Second Corinthians, he just talks about all these things that just keep coming after mm-hmm. him. His ministry of the shipwrecks and the beatings and the people that just persecutions and, and uh, all these things that he suffered. And yet the Lord has been there for him every time and it completely vindicates his ministry. Yes. And so it just sounds, you know, it has a similar feel to this kind of song. Mm-hmm. Very easy to imagine him writing this kind of thing. Yes. So, so it holds up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think we sometimes feel this way. Yep. Uh, Jesus probably felt this way. No doubt. Right. Paul, the disciples. I mean, yeah. throughout time. No doubt. People have experienced this very thing. Mm-hmm. And yep. so I Experiencing think it today. let's get in there and 
read it and awesome. talk about it. Let's do. Uh, before we get started, just to thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. We are currently in our biggest single week ever of listens. I don't know how this happens. People just share it yeah. with each other, apparently. Just tell each other about it sometimes and it let each other know. And it makes a big difference when people share difference yes so we thank you for doing that yes so we've got a lot of listens right now and we've got another day to go in listens um for the before the stats close for the week so kind of nice um a nice feeling for us and um, we're really really pleased to have y'all out there listening share with your friends share on social media whatever you like to do but it makes a big difference and we appreciate your attention to the ministry and especially just are trying to encourage you in the word as always god just will meet you there He'll open up those words and pages to you in ways you never expected. So just stay in that, please, um, mm-hmm. because he he will transform your hearts um, if you stay close to him in his word. It really happens on a regular basis. Yes. Well, uh, we'll jump into this psalm now, and uh, you can start, Gina, for reading for us, I think, um, through the whole psalm, and then okay. we'll start taking it apart a little bit. All right. Here we go. Psalm 124. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side when people rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up alive when their anger was kindled against us. Then the flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Well, that's just fantastic. Um, Because, of course, it does bring up those things we were talking about where they give several metaphors to the things that threaten, to these Mm -hmm. threatening forces that they... Give us real pictures. I mean, you can feel it. Yeah. That maybe is one of my favorite parts of this psalm is the pictures that they give seem so striking. And Mm -hmm. and we do feel like we're Mm -hmm. battled by these things, embattled by these things on a regular basis. Um, So back to the first, though. So he, he starts with this, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side... And then gives this brief little, hey, everybody, come on in now. Talk, right. sing it with me Right, now. it's like um, the kind of idea. start, like the leader says. He says this first line, he says, now join me. And yeah, the rest exactly. of the people join in. So That's what says, I picture. So let Israel say, you know, you can picture him like you said. Here they are walking together. He starts singing. Then he says, okay, come on now. And then he starts over so that they can all start with him. It's a very typical way of mm-hmm. would be a typical way of getting everybody involved in the psalm and uh and so so even the psalm itself is written that way you say the first line then you say okay everybody now and then everybody jumps in with you so picture this group of pilgrims going up for one of mm-hmm. these yearly feasts uh that everybody goes to jerusalem for and they're all singing together whether you know the people you're with or not you all know this psalm and right. so you can all join together and, and sing imagine it together like we know, Jesus went with his parents mm-hmm. yeah. to the temple yep. for these things. And he was part of a group like this. Mm-hmm. He said all these words. Yes. He sang all these songs. Would have been singing these songs. And songs. how apropos. Mm-hmm. Like 
Yeah. I'm yeah. sure he thought about them yeah, how later. Yeah, could he not feel it later on? Yes. Yeah. Because they were ingrained in their lives. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, um, so yeah. he brings up the name of the Lord here. He'll bring it up again in the middle in verse yes. first line of verse six and then he'll bring it up again at the end yes kind of so frames out the yahweh definitely psalm. frames out the psalm and it, and it becomes a very big deal at the end why yahweh's name we'll talk about that the importance of yes. that when we get there but uh so if it hadn't been yahweh who was on our side yes uh is how he starts if it not been yahweh who was on our side if he wasn't for us that's right exactly what would have happened yeah yeah. When these hazardous, terrible, horrible things came against us, came against us. Yeah. Um, it seems like it's a given that that's going to be the way it is. Yeah. That if you're following God, there's going to be hazardous mm -hmm. work. Yeah. You're going to be in the middle of hazardous uh, work. Even yeah. if you, even if the world can't see your work as hazardous, even if that's not what the world sees when they look at you. You're involved in, I mean, we're, we're standing on the, you know, standing on the precipice between heaven and hell in a sense. I mean, yes. not that we are, but there's a battle going on, hell, right. but there's a battle going on and we're on the front lines mm -hmm. and it's hazardous and work. We forget in that, that sometimes, but yes, sometimes, but it is the truth. And so the setting here, uh, is really hazards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the hazards of life, the hazards hazardous of, work of being a disciple. Yes. Great way to say it. Yeah. Yes. Because that is hazardous work. Um, and it shouldn't be seen as just a nice, it's cushy, risky. It's, yeah, yeah. easy life. Um, once you've accepted Jesus, no, it's risky life. It's hazardous life. But the um, subject really is what you find there in verse 6. Mm -hmm. um, read that for us. Just verse okay. 6, you said? Uh -huh. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us over as prey to their teeth. Yes. It's so, his help. Yahweh. He is the one who is our helper. Mm -hmm. and, yes. Um, so that's really the subject. Yes. I think of this whole thing. I agree. Yes. The, Definitely the background, the setting health. is that we're in this world we're with all battles. these hazards. Yeah. Exactly. But the setting or the uh, subject is really his health. The fact that he's there constantly. Yeah. Because back to verse three. When those people rose up against us in verse two, they would have swallowed us up alive. Verse three, when their anger was killed against us. So this yes. is our first metaphor that we get is this being swallowed up by yes these by, people. It, by these peoples who people who are against us, mm -hmm. people groups, people whoever they are, yeah. but are against us, and they would have swallowed us up alive. They would have devoured us. Mm -hmm. So the metaphor, you know, picture. I don't know, either an angry cannibalistic mob or probably what's more likely coming to mind, something like a giant beast of some kind right. eating and swallowing you right. up. And when we read apocalyptic literature, that is the way it's pictured. These mm. nations that yes. come against God's people and um, yes, swallow them up. It, it, they are beasts that come and swallows and you up. So yeah. that's not a new metaphor no it's not scripture. new in scripture it's been around since the beginning and it's certainly going to continue on till the very end of scripture and be throughout right. and, and from the beginning god's people have been threatened mm -hmm. by peoples mm -hmm. nations yes uh also individuals of mm -hmm. course but sure definitely by nations and power 
Egypt, mm-hmm. Babylonia, yeah. yep. Assyria, mm-hmm. um, the Philistines. I yes. mean, it's just been always that way and mm-hmm. it always will be. Mm-hmm. And we see that it's a little less distinct now. We can't say necessarily a whole people mm-hmm. are against us as Christians. Yeah. But it is definitely the people who are not in favor yeah. of, of Christianity yeah. who are coming against us and would like to swallow us up. Swallow us up, devour us, yes. Right. Uh, eat us, get a do away with us. To and rip this, us, rip us limb from limb with their teeth, as it were. But yes. yeah. And That's this picture idea. of a flood, which is another very common yes. so metaphor. Immediately followed by that. In yeah. scripture of chaos and terror. Yes. Um, and of peoples who are coming against God's mm-hmm. people. Psalm yes. 65, verse 7, Isaiah 17, 12, Revelation 17, 15. All of them use floodwaters and uh, giant waters that are about to cover his people in reference to as a metaphor of other people groups who are coming after his people, right. you know? Right. Um, and so, and God has power over them. God has the power and authority over them in these different um, passages, but certainly they are, this is the threat. They're like these giant churning, swirling, unescapable floodwaters that you're, you would try to get away from and yes. they would just sweep over and, and there's just wave after everything. wave. That's right. And you just know the next one is going to be the one that take you under takes you under. Yeah, exactly. And right. I, I mean, I, I just love the way he says, uh, the torrent would have gone, the flood would have swept us away. Mm-hmm. The torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. Yes. So it's just that it's just such a, yes, word picture there mm-hmm. of that feeling of mm-hmm. just being inundated by yeah. these floodwaters and not being able to breathe and mm-hmm. about to go under. And yep. You can hear the triple, the triplet there, mm-hmm. the one you just read verse four and five is a triplet. You know, the, the floodwaters would have swept over us. The torrent would have gone over us and then over us would have gone the raging waters. So right. it's just saying three things just to give it, triple emphasis not be able to miss wow yeah it's really impactful this way to think about it how powerful it would be now but the strength the real strength here yeah. comes in this next part right yeah verse six really starts us into the part because these are powerful happy. things powerful pictures yes that so don't seem like beasts you could that overcome. devour floods that sweep over yes how will a person possibly be able to get out of this but yeah god is bigger yeah yeah blessed so, be the lord is next yes. blessed be the lord is what be yahweh yes who has not given us as prey mm-hmm. to their teeth mm-hmm. and yeah. then it gives this awesome picture of a bird being snared mm-hmm. being captured and the snare breaks mm-hmm. and the bird flies off free yeah. and this is what god has done it looks like it's over yeah right it does yeah but it's not no and this is what no. god does for us mm-hmm. um agreed and so yes here's the, it just now it gives that third like you're saying that third striking illustration 
where escaping like a bird from snares that would trap mm-hmm. you otherwise and just think of how helpless a bird is when it's trapped in a snare and right. you know just um impossible for it to do anything it can't do anything right something had to happen for that snare to get broken right exactly and so um just taking that again and putting it in the mind of the psalmist or those who are singing this early and just thinking of how much how great the help of god is um and how free a bird can be when it is released yes. it can fly and just go, go, or go away wherever it needs to to freedom and that's what we feel like whenever the lord comes to our aid and uh, the fact that he's on our side so and and we don't have to be prey to their teeth anymore taking us kind of taking us back in verse six to that first analogy of being like um, devoured by those who are up against us so again blessed be yahweh verse six yahweh is the one who's going to come to our aid and who's gonna save us and then he ends the psalm with this great declaration um and just spells it right out yeah our help is in the name of the lord yeah. the name of yahweh not this yahweh is the one who made heaven and earth mm-hmm. uh, yeah. kind of building on what we've read in 121 and 123 mm-hmm. talking about the god of the heavens mm-hmm. enthroned in the heavens yeah this is different from these false gods that were walking by on the hills mm-hmm. This is the one who made it all. Yes. And that God is our help. His name. His name is our help. His name. The name of Yahweh is more significant and powerful than any other name that mm-hmm. there is. And so just the name, they would they talked about the name, the name, and how important the name is, and blessed be the name. Um, and they didn't even always, of course, use the name by the time Jesus is uh, by the time of Jesus's day, they're not speaking the name on a regular basis because you didn't want to risk saying the name, even when you were reading scripture for fear that you might mispronounce it or misuse it mm-hmm. um, somehow, say it in the wrong way. And so they didn't want to risk that. because and, I, and that was born out of legalism, I think. That's what mm-hmm. that gets born out of. But It started out with a good... Right. Uh, respect and that's right all of that but of course a lot of times our legalism starts out as something yeah starts out as something very meaningful and and, And and with a good basis you just take it to a point where we've lost yeah the reason that we're doing it yeah so if i misspeak when i'm saying the name yahweh God knows I'm prone to error and that's mm-hmm. fine. You know, he knows the intentions of my heart. That would never be my intention. So obviously that's not the case, but it's just this legalistic framework that had developed around the name. But the name itself was so revered is what we're getting mm-hmm. at that they wanted, ah, oh, it was precious. It was precious right. to them. The idea of Yahweh's name and how important it is. And we just don't take it lightly and it needs to be revered. And, you know, I, I think, Obviously, not only do I think, but of course the world does not revere the name of our God that way or any God. Um, And it's not going to take it seriously. It's not going to look at it and expect things when you say that name or call upon that name. Right. The world's not going to expect things to happen. But we know that that name is a precious name and a name that actually has. We can call on that There's power behind it. Yes. Yes. When we speak that name, things happen. 
because Yahweh hears and uh, and he does want to be attentive to us. And when we revere him and, and call upon him, he's going to be there for us. Um, Deuteronomy 5.11, of course, is just, a I should say also Exodus 20, verse 7. That's all that that's copying. Do not take Yahweh's name in vain. Do not take the Lord's name, Yahweh's name in vain. In other words, don't speak it and expect nothing to happen. Right. Don't act like it's just any other right. word. It's not. No, I, um, yes, thank you for saying that. Because mm -hmm. we need to realize his name is power. Yeah. And yeah, his name is our help. Mm -hmm. And we expect something when we use his name, mm -hmm. not that we're just using it flippantly and not expecting anything to happen. That's right. That would be to take it vainly, to not care. Mm -hmm. If I do something in vain, you know, you got to think about, oh, Eric, you've done that in vain. Oh, I guess you did that in vain. That just means, oh, I did it, but it came to nothing. It didn't. I didn't have to right. do that. That was silly. Why did I do that? I did that because I did that in vain. Well, that's what it means to take his name. But that's what he's saying when he says, don't take my name in vain. Don't speak it and expect nothing to happen. Right. You know, um, and so that's not the way Yahweh's I name I really works. love that because I think, yes, we but we've focused on cursing. Right. We've focused on curse cursing. words. Yes. Uh, which, which are just one application. Yes, one of application that. of that, definitely. Yes. But we do it in other ways as mm -hmm. well. And exactly. don't realize that we're doing that. Exactly. So it's a serious thing mm -hmm. to use God's name. Yes. That's we should take it so seriously. Um, expect it to be serious. In Deuteronomy 12, 11, God chooses a place for his name to dwell. He says, well, I'll choose mm -hmm. a place for my name to dwell. Mm -hmm. To when I put my name to dwell there. Mm -hmm. His name will dwell in a place. It's almost like he gives his name like this. Like this, it's almost um, personified. Its own, yes, it's yeah. like personification of his name. It's got a power and a will all its own. He can live somewhere, it's dwell him. somewhere, because it's him. Yes. It's like, so when Jesus came, it was the personification of God's name. Yahweh in heaven was personified in Yahweh on earth, Jesus, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, whose name literally means Yahweh saves. Yes. That's what Jesus means, Yahweh saves. So no surprise oh there it is that's that's what we're seeing we're seeing yahweh's name in action oh look at his name look what his name is doing that's exactly right when you're seeing jesus you're seeing what yahweh's yes. name does um and and i think and the psalmist had a limited vain. sense of right. what that uh, could be yeah he certainly didn't come in vain exactly right. um psalm 106 verse 8 just as one more thing to mention says God saves for the sake of his name, for mm. the sake of his name. And that's something we see throughout scripture where God does yes. things for the sake of my yes. name, for the sake of my name. He doesn't always yeah. do things because as a matter of fact, he's, he is not about doing things because people have earned it or are good enough that he wants to save them or something like that. He's always doing things, save us for the sake of your name, as people start saying, because they know that is what we really want. We want God to save for his sake because your name god matters because if it's not it can't be because of us because right. we're not good enough and so why would you save us because of us really we deserve whatever we get right. but god says but i've attached my name to you mm -hmm. so i'll save you because i won't let my name be maligned right. that's if if you go down people will start saying see that god yahweh he doesn't care he never does anything he must not really even be there he's not a god at all he doesn't even and god's like i will say for the sake of my name because people will know 
Right. So that people will know that Yahweh is a name that matters, that makes a difference. And that's why we can't expect nothing to happen. Right. Because he doesn't, he won't let his name be just thrown out there so that people think, well, he's nobody. Mm -hmm. He's nothing. Yeah. Um, So that's, yeah, it's really important. Yeah. Um, So I think one of the things that uh, this little quote from, Peterson in his book was it is the help we experience, not the hazards we risk Mm. that shape our days. Mm. And he talked about how our faith is developed in the most difficult um, aspects of our existence, not the easiest. Yeah. So these are, these hazards are developing our faith. Mm Mm-hmm. But it is the help it's in the, the help middle of it. Yes. it. yes, that's what I love about what you're saying. That will yeah. change us. And that's where we're transformed. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Not just because we're facing hazards, but because we realize where our help comes yes. from in the midst of those. Yeah. yeah, so trusting him and putting our faith in that. So this was just a really, I, I have pages of notes um, <laughs> that we are not going to get to, but I am. Um, this was a very, very powerful psalm mm-hmm. to me, and I have enjoyed going over it, and I hope everybody else has too. Yeah, well, it certainly stands for us still as something that's mm-hmm. relevant to the nth degree. I mean, we should just yes. be able to listen to this and go, wow, what? this is so meaningful. So I think today. about Jesus all of his life going to the temple and singing these songs, and then he's in the middle of the greatest hazard, the mm-hmm. greatest risk. Mm-hmm. And is this going around in his head that, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, he has learned, he is a testimony of God's help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just like this psalm, mm-hmm. that we can see this. And yeah. that's what this is all about. It's not arguing or um, complaining or explaining God's help. Mm-hmm. It's a testimony of him yeah. and how he helps. Yeah. And we, just like Jesus, that's what our lives are supposed to be, mm-hmm. a testimony of God's help. Right. Man. Oh, man. So good. Yeah. A testimony of his help. And there it is. Um, wow. Beautiful again. So glad y'all joined us for this because, yeah, this is just mm-hmm. the relevance and meaning of this is um believable hope you get a lot out of it continue to get a lot out of it take another look at your look at it uh, yourself when you get a chance and um, just get another sense of the greatness of Yahweh and what he wants to do to rescue his people Um, all right I guess we're doing Psalm 125 next so the very next one one and I'm excited about that Mm -hmm. so we will be taking a look at that in just a few days hope you have a great a few days ahead of you into the week and we will look forward to talking to you very soon god bless everyone